0: How are you feeling? I feel great. <laughs> so we haven't recorded in like five weeks or something.
1: Yeah, I was really happy. Was much happier. It was, like
0: the, it was like the best five weeks of my life.
1: Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> Who knew? This so, would be such a soul-sucking experience.
0: With no payoff. Yeah. So Ryan. Spent five weeks shooting a movie in Austin and he was supposed to record with us tonight, but he has to wake up early and drive to Denver tomorrow or something. And then only he's eight hours be, he's gonna be there 10 days. And like, you can't stay up till 11 p.m.
1: I know he's a real I don't, piece of crap.
0: So, Sorry for the potty mouth, who knows when he'll be back, but um. Just Adam and me for a while.
1: Oh, i sound so excited.
0: Don't say, don't say good riddance. That's too harsh.
1: I know. I was kidding. I said I was kidding.
0: I mean, that's outrageous.
1: I know. I didn't want to say, I didn't, uh, I know. I'm so sorry guys. And to Ryan and to you,
0: Adam Stern.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just getting, it's getting crazy over here. What is getting crazy? The uh, the podcast we're recording.
0: Oh, this podcast is getting crazy. Yeah, in America right now, in twenty twenty one, the most outrageous thing is the Met on Film podcast. We're we're way out there,
1: you know. Yes, yes, we are.
0: You've heard of the alt right? Yeah, we're. Uh, we're like alt movie talk. It's like outrageous movie talk.
1: We're like control alt right. You know, keyboard little keyboard joke. That's like or a hacker a, joke. Yeah, yeah, that was a hack. That was a joke for all the hackers that listen.
0: So that movie hackers, if that was made today, they would be Nazis, right? Mm, that could be cool. They were just it's like they would. They would just be like, Nazis on 4chan.
1: It's like um. Doing the female version of Ghostbusters, doing a Nazi version of Hackers. Should reboot movies for for Nazis too. How come they don't get any movies?
0: They get Starship Troopers. That's like the last great
1: Nazi Mm. movie. But it's always satirical, you know, it's like
0: it's always about how
1: Nazis are bad. Why can't there be a movie that says the Nazis are good? For the Nazis specifically, it's like uh, those insane clown posse movies. It's like only for juggalos, for them to have a good time. You know, just give them something to watch. Or that's probably like why the, people you don't know fucking what.
0: You don't be a good Nazi twist remake is like Nazis Hill Cop. So like a Nazi becomes a cop in Beverly Hills. Oh, nice. Or Beverly Hills Nazi, and he's like, a yeah, Nazi yeah, or. yeah. There you go. And he has, that's it, that's it. he can get shit done
1: it'd be awesome could also remake Beverly Hills Ninja with the same title and that would be also good <laughs> I, would, I would check it out I don't know if I would agree with the Beverly Hills Nazi but uh, he's
0: a Nazi ninja
1: yeah he's a Nazi ninja and he's fat isn't that like a refutation of white supremacy if you become a ninja though
0: and Lou Kang is mad at the Nazi. Yeah. <laughs> so speaking of Beverly Hills, today's movie is Shampoo. Hmm. 1975, directed by Hal Ashby, written by Robert Town and Warren Beatty. And uh, this movie I chose because the day this podcast is coming out, September 14th, 2021, Gavin Newsom and Larry Elder are going head-to-head in the recall in California. And when I first came up with this idea, when I first came up with this idea, it was like, oh, Newsom might actually lose. But now it's looking like he's not going to lose. And uh, the whole thing with Shampoo is the day the movie takes place is like November something, 1968. And that's the day Richard Nixon gets elected. And... I was expecting a Republican to get elected today. <laughs> yeah, I'm going agree. But
1: for the podcast, I mean, not for the state of California.
0: Also, I feel like Gavin Newsom has like a Warren Beatty kind of vibe. Yeah.
1: You he's know, kind of got the same look on his face that Warren Beatty has in this movie, where he's just kind of like confused and
0: like, yeah, he's like tall, handsome skinny, lanky, and like cheats on everyone. <laughs> yeah. So, one like of the, the big people of California. Yeah. Like, here's a funny, ironic thing about Gavin Newsom is that when he became, when he was running for mayor of San Francisco, I was like so adamantly against him being mayor because I wanted Mackenzie, the like socialist candidate who was yeah. like for renters' rights. And my dad, the whole time, was like, I don't <laughs> know about this Mackenzie guy. I don't know. Cause my dad owned a building in San Francisco. And the thing is with California politics and like most politics, it kind of, most voters basically come down to whether you own property or not. Yeah, landlords and renters. And well, not just landlords, but people who own homes and like property taxes. Oh, sure, sure. All that shit. Home value prices. I mean, that's like the number one issue in America, like really, because it's like you got, they want to maintain that status quo so my dad was Bastards. like adamant he was adamantly against Matt gonzalez and you know gavin newsom won and now i'm like i'm not donating the gavin newsom's no way defense i'm not into him that much but i did vote no on the recall and it's very funny how it, that all turned out like 18 years later or whatever
1: um Yeah. I fucking saw a Larry Elder commercial and he was talking about how like Gavin Newsom, you know, all this stuff with PG and E the the electric company or whatever that caused fires and stuff. Yeah. And like how he like, he like (laughs) dropped charges for him and he's got like a lot, like they're like connect, they're like in bed together or whatever, basically. And, uh, it was, I'm pretty sure it was all like true. Cause I feel like I've re- read about it, um, elsewhere, but, uh, yeah, it made me be like, fuck. Yeah. I, nobody likes him. Like, that's why these kind of things, it's just like, you feel like such an idiot. Like, I'm not like, yeah. who's telling people, like anybody telling people to like, that's like really important or whatever. It's like, God damn, it sucks. Like this, it's like- important that we don't have somebody even shittier than Gavin Newsom. Like that's how uh, yeah. bad th- th- it could be.
0: <laughs> but yeah, that's the thing. Like Larry Elder. I mean, I kind of admire him because he uh, got his ex fiance he forced her to tattoo Larry's girl on her lower back. Oh fuck, that's cool. <laughs> so I mean, this is kind of like God, damn shampoo. He's it's literally like he's the Jack Warden shampoo
1: character. Yeah, that's really cool. It kind of makes Jack, me wish I voted for him.
0: Jack Warden is the dad from Dirty Work.
1: Yeah, Cor- I, I immediately got it very excited because of that.
0: He's also in Used Cars. Okay. Which is uh, a a great movie. And um, here, let me show you something. I'm going to share a little audio. This is Larry Elder's ex fiance. Claiming that elders smoke pot constantly during their it's year and, cool. and a half relationship. High potency marijuana. Yeah, I'm No, I, I was uncomfortable with that, and he. I would wake up in a cloud of marijuana smoke every morning. Always calling her the B word, and says she felt branded when he encouraged <laughs> her to get this tattoo on her back that reads "Larry's girl." And there's also this allegation: oh. Elder pushed her to have threesomes with other women. He expected me to keep sleeping with women who were complete strangers, and you know I didn't feel okay with that. You know, this I think correct. when you're in love with somebody oh, no, in the true. beginning, you do crazy things with them. You know, after a while, you don't expect that to become part of an everyday conversation. She says the final straw came during a heated argument that she says ended with Elder pulling out a gun. He walked over to the drawer and he pulled out his 45 revolver and he he opened the chamber and, and, and looked at, at the chamber to check if all the bullets were in the gun, closed the chamber, and then put it back in the drawer. And he wanted to make sure that this was in my plain view. Did you think that Larry Elder was going to shoot or
1: kill you? I did. Larry Elder did not. Wow. And why does he have to be a Republican? You know what I mean? Like, why does, it, why does he have to have conservative politics? Why can't he be one of ours? Yeah, man. I he's mean, he's fucking smoking cool. weed. Yeah, he's, getting, he's making his girlfriends get tattoos that say Larry's girl.
0: If he was a Democrat, he might actually win the recall. Amen, brother. You know what I'm saying?
1: Oh, yeah. Big time.
0: Who hasn't loaded a 45 revolver in front of their fiance?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: You know, he didn't hit her. He didn't choke her. He's just loading a gun in silent rage.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, he's high. You got to remember.
0: Yeah. he's high as hell
1: on high potency marijuana. Damn. So,
0: <laughs> Imagine yeah.
1: being like smoking so much weed and just being like so upset about COVID mandates and things like that. Like I don't think he's smoking weed. Right.
0: I don't think he was mad about that
1: no not with the gun not when he was like that's why he was loading the gun because he was just really pissed about he doesn't doesn't give a shit i mean he's not mad about that oh that's a politics thing you're saying of course is that is that true of most conservative politicians you would say of course are you joking i don't know i haven't been paying that much attention to it to be honest
0: yeah i mean they don't care he's vaccinated he doesn't give a shit
1: it's like abortion it's like they don't give a fuck about abortion (sighs) except for like Tea Party people, I guess, or like Marjorie Taylor Greene.
0: Plus, he's not even a real politician; he's a radio host. I mean, it's like it's shock, shock shit.
1: Larry he's Elder. The,
0: yeah, he's a radio guy. He's a conservative talk show.
1: Is he Arnold, cool? Is he good? On Arnold.
0: It? I never listen Arnold Schwarzenegger announced his candidacy, like back in the day, for gubernatorial
1: election. Yeah.
0: On Larry Elder show.
1: uh Didn't Vern Troyer Ro- No, Gary Coleman right? Um, it'd be cool if Angeline won,
0: you know, who also, also ran against um, Gray Davis, the bum hunter from, from bum, bum fights, Fight. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the actor. And he, um, I remember he got like yeah. 135 votes.
1: Wow, wow, so yeah, Those so votes by people who probably look exactly like you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like exact replicas of can't do any.
0: I mean, I don't like Schwarzenegger, I don't like Gray Davis. I want the bum, I want the bum hunter.
1: Yeah, you can uh, tackle the homeless problem, you know, the only way knows how, but yeah, we should move on to the movie because
0: you know, this this is so good. It's a cool movie. I like this movie. Uh, I watched it. I haven't watched it in like 10 years or so when I did a Hal Ashby dive. It is a cool but
1: movie. Yeah. It's Al Hal Ashby's coolest movie, I would say, that I've seen.
0: It's up there. I mean Eight Million Ways to Die is really movies. cool.
1: Oh yeah, that movie is cool.
0: But um yeah, Hal Ashby's mostly known for Harold and Maud being there. I think being
1: there is bad.
0: These are sentimental movies. These are Harold and Maud's It's for Schmaltz, one. Yeah. Schmaltzy movies. <laughs> Yeah. Um, he started off as an editor. That's his big uh, trajectory before becoming yeah, a cool. director. I forget who what movies he edited, but this movie. Um, but this movie works because um, it also is co- like the main creative thrust behind it is Warren Beatty. This is Warren Beatty's baby. Pardon? Warren Beatty's baby. Gotcha. it's a baby baby (laughs) oh nice (laughs) and uh this Um, is warren Beatty's best performance in my opinion i mean he's yeah he's funny he's cool this is a lot better than Bullworth. yeah (laughs) you know no don't say that funny and clyde's very good
1: Um, um yeah i like his uh performance a lot in this movie uh well i kind of it's like weird like you get his performance at the end. I feel like this movie would be better on a rewatch, actually. Like, after you get a little time or whatever, maybe don't go, you know, crazy. Um, but, he, like, you find out why he's like that. Like, he gives kind of like an aloof performance, like where he's kind of like confused and tired.
0: Well, why don't you get the, the eleva- elevator pitch? Cause that's your this thing. Mo-
1: uh, it's about he plays a hairdresser who's. Fucks good or whatever, and he's like picking up lots of ladies. Like everywhere he goes, women want to fuck him. Basically, he
0: fucks like four women, and the movie takes place over one day. And I think he has sex with four women.
1: Yeah, including a child. It was the seventies.
0: A teenager, seventeen-year-old.
1: Yes. Um,
0: <laughs> but now, what's also interesting is so.
1: Yeah, that'd be Warren crazy. If it was like an actual child. That would have been. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it, would have been heavy. it would have been interesting, but um, he just has that
1: look on his face, like, "Well, yeah, sure."
0: A smiling, goofy, aloof look. Um, yeah. He, you know, and I just thought of that would be really dark. Is in like, look who's talking? There's a scene where he, the baby gets molested, and Bruce Willis
1: is narrating it. <laughs> hey,
0: don't hey, what, touch that! Hey, what do you do? <laughs>
1: New York accent. Yeah, he's Bruce, he's Bruce Willis. He's yeah. like, oh. <laughs> Wait, touch me there. Hey, hey, pal. Watch
0: It'll be it. Cute. It could be cute like another kid molests him, so it's not so dark.
1: Yeah. It's just two kids. Lena Dunham.
0: The other kid could be Christopher Lloyd.
1: <laughs> Come oh, here, no. you. <laughs>
0: <That's>... <laughs> I'm going to show you something my dad taught me. Uh, yeah. But anyway, uh, Warren Beatty has sex with, and the movie starts, he's having sex with Lee Grant. Then um, he gets a phone call from Goldie Hawn, who's his, his girlfriend? Yes. Okay, so Lee, he's having an affair with Lee Grant and she's married to Jack Warden. So he goes to, he's, goes to see Goldie Hahn, and she's like, you know, really neurotic. She's an actress Her best friend is Julie Christie and that's supposed to be Warren Beatty's ex-girlfriend. Okay. Now Jack Warden is like his, is the other main male character. He's a rich businessman and Warren Beatty's not very successful. I mean, he's a very successful hairdresser, but he's not rich. He's not like, he hasn't actually made money in business. So yes. Lee Grant tells him like, why don't you see my husband? He can help you with business. When he goes to meet Jack Warden, he runs into Julie Christie and it turns out Jack Warden is now having an affair with Julie Christie. So, And Jack
1: Warden is like a businessman and like a square Republican guy, but he's like a really, really rich guy and he has like a really funny haircut.
0: His terrible style.
1: Yeah, he has like a push down frizzy thing.
0: And also the style in the movie is very um, heightened because the movie is shot in 75, but it takes place in 1968.
1: So... Wait, what, what, so what about it?
0: The style is very heightened. All their, mm. all, everything is dated on yeah. purpose. All the music is dated. Everything is made with um, an, like a hindsight. Like, and it's critiquing the time. It's not trying to be uh, okay. A movie from '68. Got it. Got it. That makes any
1: sense. But um, yeah, it's doing like a broad version of it.
0: It's like a period piece, like a recent, recent history period piece. And Warren Beatty is just having sex with so many women. Um, He goes to Lee Grant's house and she's like 55. So he's having sex with an older woman, but then her daughter is played by Carrie Fisher, who's 17 and it's her first role. And she's kind of like, um, an angry hippie. She kind of has like the daughter from Mad Men vibes, but she's, um, she's really mean and crude. And she says, uh, she keeps calling him in as Matt Damon would say, the F slur. Everybody thinks Warren Beatty's gay. Cause he's a hairdresser. Yeah. <sighs> but he has sex with uh, Carrie
1: Fisher. So yeah, he's having sex with lots of ladies and, uh, and, and he's trying to get money from Jack, Jack Warden. He's, he's falling back in love with uh, Julie Christie. Uh, and meanwhile, and then- it's the election of Nixon is happening.
0: And then they go, the big set piece of the movie is a, a Republican party. They go to where all the women are there together. Jack Warden's there, Warren Beatty's there. And then they all kind of realize everybody is having sex with everybody else. And one of the main. It's
1: quite delicious. One of the tournament. big
0: funny. One of the big funny um, revelations is when Julie Christie and Lee Grant recognize they have the same haircut. And they yeah maybe it's know good. all that oh, there's a lot of
1: hair stuff in this movie it's a lot of it's a lot of, hair, a lot of hair joke
0: a lot of hair joke a lot of gay jokes paul simon plays a gay guy
1: yeah as a hairdresser oh that's paul simon yeah <laughs>
0: that's
1: cool um you don't know yeah.
0: paul simon by sight
1: what, uh, is he doing like brown face or something no. Paul Simon doing brown face in this movie.
0: There's two gay hairdressers. He's a gay hairdresser. One's the owner, the, like a the,
1: Puerto Rican. And there's guy one with
0: black hair. That's Paul Simon.
1: Oh, I thought he was like a Latino. He might be. He's kind of greasy and dark. Oh, he's doing like brown face.
0: Yeah, I mean, that was hip. That's what acting <laughs> okay. is. If you want to see really good black like blackface, yes. Look up um of course. Lawrence Lawrence Olivier playing Othello. In the 60s. And it is like crazy how dark he is. But <laughs> he was nominated for Best Actor.
1: Yeah. That's, he was so good. If you like, damn. They had, they were, they felt weird about Blackface back then too, but he was so good that they were just like, we gotta give it to him.
0: Well, th- no, they didn't. It wasn't Blackface. That's the other sure. thing. It's not, min- it wasn't actually a menstrual thing. And like, right. see, now everybody says, yeah. like, if you change uh, your ethnicity, that's blackface, but it's not blackface.
1: Yeah. There's a difference. Well, before, before people were like in Hollywood, it was just like, well, what are we going to do? This is a black character. We're like, yeah, I know. Oh, we should just paint the white actor's face black. And then he could be a black guy. You know what I mean? Like, wasn't even.
0: Yeah. I mean, Orson Welles also plays Othello. But in his movie, it's black and white in the 50s. It doesn't look as like shocking. But Laurence Olivier has like blue eyes and he looks ridiculous.
1: Right. And yeah. his
0: Othello. And the movie's in color. Insane.
1: Yeah, that sounds wild. I should be, I'd, be, I'd, be, I'd be curious to see. <laughs> uh, but that's like,
0: but like in England, that was like a, a noble tradition to play another race. That was like an amazing feat of acting.
1: Right, I get that. It's like the biggest stretch cuz they're so different, you know.
0: And like traditionally they would play women, all the men yes. would play women's roles in
1: Shakespeare. That's like showing off, feeling. Like. I
0: think it would be cool if the women in this movie were played by men in makeup. Like if it was that Paul Newman, cool. Paul Newman, Robert Redford, Robert Shaw from Jaws, Quint, you know, if these if they were Warren
1: is having sex with all of them.
0: Yeah. Or like Lawrence Olivier as Carrie Fisher. He's playing a a
1: 17-year-old girl. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Wanna fuck. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That'd be cool. Uh,
0: Also, like uh there's like only one sex on sex on screen sex scene, and that's Warren Beatty having sex with Julie Christie and like the party at the end of the movie. Yeah, you see his ass.
1: And he's just having
0: like He's just humping her on the floor, missionary style, like two teenagers.
1: Yeah, he's got like no moves, nothing. You know? but you know, just, you know, it's when he got that good dick, dick will make you slap somebody. You know what I'm
0: saying? So, are you doing uh, Lawrence Olivier? Othello impression is that yes. what that was yes your skin suddenly turned darker um I thought I was talking to Paul Simon wait what do you mean well he's famous for his brown face role in shampoo right of course
1: oh, how does that relate to what I was saying well you did a racial stereotype no, I was quoting something specific. Like what? This video where this black lady's doing like a public access show and she's talking about how dick will make you slap somebody.
0: Oh, that was a woman. That was a yeah, black yeah. woman. So yeah, you yeah. were you could have been one of the women. I'm
1: like Lawrence Olivier in Shampoo. Yeah, Beatty could be making love to you. I'm like a Shakespearean actor right now.
0: You know. I I'm I'm happy Lawrence Olivier's dead, so he didn't have to hear that.
1: <laughs> That's the only reason. <sighs> um yeah. I don't think I finished my point about Warren Beatty from a few minutes from like 15 minutes ago. But my point was that so he's fucking all these ladies or whatever. He's trying to get his like business thing. It's like a romantic, you know, quandary sort of thing, but, uh, it's a farce. It's a
0: comedic farce.
1: Um, and, but it's, but it's done like naturally and stuff. And it's like very grounded and everything, but what, yeah, Warren Beatty has this like aloof face look on his face the whole time. And he's kind of like confused and tired. Like he's like, he's just like, like he's trying to, he's like doing a math problem in his head the whole time basically. And you find out at the end or he says something along the lines of like, uh, I, or like, he looks like that because he's constantly, because he's this like Lothario or whatever. Um, like all he does all day is listen to women, t- women talk and it like, and having to talk to women. And so he's like confused and tired and everything. Like, it's like a curse. So that's like his performance throughout the whole movie, but you find it out at the end. And so I feel like it'd be good to rewatch. It's really good. Like a, it's like a very subtle thing that just like kind of is revealed, or like the, it pays off. It's a payoff at the end. It's not like a big punchline or whatever, but it's like, um, you know, uh Yeah. I'm well, I think
0: that's, I think that monologue is very confessional. He says like, yes. I love women, you know, they're so beautiful when I do their hair, they smell so good. I just like, like they, you find out like he me. became,
1: yeah, he became a hairdresser to like, just be around women and pick up women and stuff.
0: And that's something so. a lot of actors say about taking drama class in college. Mm. They took acting classes to meet women. So yeah, I think, like, and because he is the co-writer of the movie. Like Zach and-
1: Morris would do that on an episode of say by the bell of college years.
0: Yeah, that's like a typical Zach Morris style episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the next the thing average you know, man. next thing you know, AC Slater's also in the class and always has got some competition.
1: Oh boy! Yeah, that is the plot of *Play by the Bell*.
0: You know. <laughs> next thing you know, Stacey Carosi's there, and her father yeah. from the East Coast. <laughs>
1: next thing you know,
0: <laughs> and uh, what's Dude. her face, Miss Maisel.
1: Miss <laughs> Maisel.
0: She's back, or whoever. Who was the original teacher from the first season? Haley Mills.
1: Uh. Good morning, Miss Mazel. Right. Good morning, Miss Bliss. Bliss. But but I think we're uh, mo- moving on past. And then T.K.
0: Carter's there.
1: The best se- the best season of that is um the the Stacy Carosi season, where they're at the beach. It's like a half season. Or
0: they have the beach house
1: they like work at a beach club and
0: is uh, you know, uh tiffany amber God. Thiessen in that season in elizabeth berkeley
1: no i don't know about elizabeth berkeley maybe i feel like she was always around but yeah well Tiff you gotta have Lisa turtle for dustin off. diamond oh yeah oh yeah they were both there oh yeah <laughs> so anyway one,
0: uh wait hold on you know it's in that season is um Corey Spelling. Oh, really? She's in that beach house. So.
1: <laughs> but um yeah, totally. So <laughs> I thought you were just looking stuff up on
0: this movie. Mm-hmm. Is a confession of Warren Beatty's pain because Warren Beatty, according to one biographer, has had sex with thirteen thousand women. Damn. Yes. Yeah. And
1: he's yeah. like, you know, it's, it's hard.
0: So it's, it's hard work banging all this. This movie
1: shits. is is like all about the perils of being a guy that, like, every woman wants to
0: fuck. Yeah, they want to fuck him, and then they're mad that he fucks other women. It's like, come on.
1: He's just constantly in drama and stuff. I mean, you know, it's like a dated uh, joke about women, kind of, but. At the time, it was supposed to be this, like... Or isn't it a little true, fellas? You know what I'm saying? It was, like,
0: new behavior. It was, like, hey, we're, like, sexually promiscuous.
1: Yeah. It's kind of like a boomer. This is a very boomer movie. Oh, yeah, of course. Very boomer attitudes about sex. Like, sex, like, boomer, like, all the... That, like, first wave feminism, if you ask me. Well, this is
0: before that. Oh, 68, but the movie is written well, in 75. So, like I said, like, it's this is written with the hindsight of feminism.
1: I feel like a lot of uh, um, that early feminist stuff, it's like, yes, yeah, it's, it's like objectifying the woman and stuff still in a way that.
0: Well, no, the whole hippie thing was like free love.
1: Yeah, but well, that's you like you treat women
0: like, bad. That yeah. was exactly, like treating women exactly, bad. And then. Yeah. <sighs> women's lib was a response to the hippie thing. of like, oh, free love.
1: Oh, Oh, I thought that women's lib was a response to the, like, 50s. Both, both. both. Oh, boy. Women, what are you going to do?
0: What's cool is Warren Beatty still cheated on women for decades after this. He didn't get married until he married
1: Annette Bening. Annette Bening, huh? Damn. But, um... She must have...
0: He was banging Julie Christie... He was dating Julie Christie very publicly when this movie was made, but he cheated on her with Goldie Hawn. And according to Carrie Fisher, oh. he, he tried to have sex with her and she turned him down.
1: <laughs> Damn. So it's like a auto semi-autobiographical. And of course well, almost, In it's like autobiographical way. actually In a major way they're playing that out there thing. I thought this movie was about the guy who, the hairdresser became like an executive or whatever
0: John Peters. Now it's about John Peters. And it, the other inspiration for the character is Jay Sebring, who is one of the people murdered in the Manson family. He's the guy that was in love with Sharon Tate yes, played by Emil Hirsch. And once upon a time in Hollywood. Now, one thing that's very interesting I was thinking about is like, here's the thing, the movie, let's get to the moral of the story because There's a bunch of morals of the story. There's a bunch of lessons from this film. One is you can be handsome. You can be good looking. All the women will want to have sex with you. You can be a creative person. You're doing hair. You're styling people. But who gets the girl at the end? The rich guy, Jack Warden. Mm, The The Republican. And that's... Oh,
1: like Nixon.
0: That's the Nixon winning metaphor.
1: Julie Christie is America. Exactly. Like, and Warren Beatty is uh, John Peters.
0: Whoever the hell lost against Nixon. I don't even remember.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, Bobby Kennedy should have won, but he got shot. So,
1: damn. Maybe, I mean, yeah, Warren Beatty's Bobby Kennedy. The Kennedys fucked a lot.
0: Now, here's the thing Warren Beatty could end up like John Peters. He could become a rich mogul, he'd become a studio head start dating Barbara Shrice and get into producing movies, become rich and powerful. Or what if he ends up like J.C. Brink? What if Warren Beatty's character at the end of Shampoo, after the movie's over, what if he gets murdered by the Manson family?
1: Mm. Oh, damn. So you're saying it's like the same time and guy, basically. Like the guy in the same place.
0: It's 1968. It's so interchangeable. Manson,
1: it could have been him.
0: The Manson murders hadn't happened yet. So what if like a year later, Warren Beatty's murdered?
1: Yeah, that's crazy. That's that's a fun idea, William.
0: It's some fun little yeah. thought exercises. But yeah, like a
1: little fanfic. The
0: the whole time all the politics are going on in this movie in the background, you keep waiting for some big payoff, but they don't really um tie it into the ending in some heavy handed way. Yeah. Nor is there any discussion of politics in the movie. It's just this like background element. And yeah. A lot of critics, I read the reviews, like Roger Ebert was like, I don't get the ending. There's no politics. Like, what does politics have to do with it? But Pauline Kael, who was the one critic who was like the biggest champion of this movie. She, in her review, was like, Warren Beatty is a Democrat. His character is a metaphor for the Democrats. Like, they just lose.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. The Republican takes off with America. You know, he's a loser.
0: Democrats are cool, like Obama and Bill Clinton. But
1: yeah, they the fuck.
0: When do they really get done?
1: Do they fuck. Who fucks more? You think Democrats or Republicans?
0: Mm, that's a juicy topic. Yeah, the phones are lit. Let's take some <laughs> phone calls. <Yeah. laughs> Republicans. I'm a Democrat 30 years and I have sex with my husband <laughs> once a month. <laughs> once a month. <laughs> Tom uh, Likas. Tom Likas, big uh, Democrat. So I think that answers the question who has the most sex. Tom Lycus. <laughs> Therefore, Democrats have Who's the Tom Likus.
1: Who's Tom, Who's like us?
0: Tom Likas? <laughs> Only the greatest radio sex advice. Of course. Just, shock so shock just, of I, all I, time. I,
1: uh blow I actually me up, Tom. This guy. Blow me up, Tom. Yeah, you're from Florida. You're a Bubba the Love Sponge fan. Yeah, exactly.
0: Bubba the Love Sponge, he's a Republican.
1: i told um, uh, with about this and she has been pretty into it um but uh i remember when i was in elementary school there was this girl um i think i was in like third grade maybe there was this like um chubby girl named crystal who uh was like a trailer park girl and um it's just going to be like a, a little look red, of talking. Like
0: um, Call back.
1: <laughs>
0: uh, yeah. Oh, um, Crystal, what are you doing to me? I'm just a um, baby.
1: <laughs> uh, no, she. Uh, um, she. She really liked Bubble the Love Sponge, and she would go. Uh, she there. I don't know where where she got this from, but I th- I think it maybe like his like little like. Um, bumper sound effect or whatever it was like this but she did this thing that i'll never forget or she uh like clapped her hands together and like brought and like did like a pose and uh, but while she was like she goes like bubba the love spot <laughs> and she like t- like tilt like moved her head like that when she said love sponge and it's just i can never <laughs> not think about that <laughs> think about it all the time. Little chubby trailer park girl doing that—it's awesome. I even knew then that that it was awesome. Even when I was like, did you
0: listen to Bubba the Love Sponge? Or you sometimes,
1: sometimes. I think if I remember right, he was on the Power Pig (laughs) 93.3 the Power Pig. Um, yeah, I mean, Bubba the Love Sponge was a very edgy person in my household. He's a
0: shock jock. He's a shock. jock. he is notorious.
1: wits mom didn't let her watch the simpsons when she was growing up of course and uh my parents weren't like that but bubba the love sponge i would have had to have like a talk with my dad about it or something maybe if he knew i was listening to it a bunch they didn't think it was in good taste (laughs) they didn't think bubba the love sponge was in good taste for some reason
0: no, he got fired because he um, cut off a pig's testicle in a parking lot live on right. the air.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: But they were like having a barbecue.
1: One of the best ways to get fired. Remember, like the uh, flight attendant who opened the egg emergency exit when the plane was like still land, like taxiing or whatever, and he like jumped. He like took like champagne bottles and like went down the slide, and was like, "Fuck this!" Remember that. That your fantasy? No, this happened.
0: If in real life you could just pop up in the emergency exit, grab some champagne, and run away,
1: this guy did it. Wow. And I'm saying that above the love sponge, cutting off the pig's testicles is, is like that sort of mic drop, like I'm out sort of thing.
0: You know, Tom Lycus never fired. Just out of say what I you will about Tom only, Likas. only because his ratings got so low, they just took him off the air.
1: Oh, I see. <laughs> Due to lack of interest.
0: Yeah. He's in our world now. He's in the podcast world.
1: That's cool. He's a brother, so, podcast brother.
0: You know, Tom, if you're out there listening, you can come on our show anytime. We'd love to have
1: you. <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> if Ryan stops doing the show, he could replace Ryan.
0: Hey, this is Tom Likas. Now Tom Likas is <laughs> really into sex. And he would give like really, oh, really stupid advice. Oh, like his advice, like my friends would listen like religiously and they'd tell me like, dude, such good advice. About how to get <laughs> and I would listen and like, you know, that thing with like talk radio where you kind of like the first time you listen to a show, you're just like, when are they going to say something interesting? It's all teasing. Yes. It's just, it's like, they're just like constantly like, sp- <laughs> like, treading water. It's just like, they're just burning time and like nothing's getting done. But anyway, like he had these, yeah. real, he had these tips on how to get laid. One of them was go to a, the garbage can next to an ATM and dig around until you find the slip with a bunch of money on the deposit slip. <laughs> <Okay>. like, <laughs> like find a deposit slip that says there's $40,000 in the checking account. And then when you like meet a girl and you ask her out, give her her number on that write your number down on that piece of paper. Uh, that's and awesome. Then she'll, th- then she'll that's think really you have a lot of us. money. But then he would have a thing like on the first date, like absolutely did not pay for anything. <laughs> and he looks disgusting. When you look up his photo, he's like the worst looking radio guy in the history of radio guys. His, uh, he's completely like swollen and like chubby. Don like us. Tom like us
1: that's famous Tom
0: one time um, I listened to him and he like when yeah, the okay, last times yeah. I ever listened to him he had like the worst that's segment awesome. I've ever heard in my life which was he's like <laughs> I have a TiVo and I filled it up so what did I do I just bought another TiVo and I recorded all my favorite shows and that's filled up too. And he like eventually <laughs> said he had four TiVos hooked up to one TV. with like just like so gluttonous, just like,
1: like a, hoarding,
0: just like hoarding. what? Like how did this get made or like some stupid shit? Like
1: I'm looking at a picture of him wearing dark sunglasses. Yeah. He's pa- like painting a very different picture from what you're saying. So, so yeah. I'm shocked.
0: Multi-divorced like five
1: times. (laughs) I'm looking at a picture now of him wearing dark sunglasses and he's doing like the hell. Yeah. Like double fist pump thing to himself.
0: He looks like he just looks so disheveled and gross and like swollen and pale and like pasty and like never has
1: exercised
0: once in his life. Like maybe the worst body type of any human I've ever seen
1: just pure he's wearing really baggy clothes and sloppy
0: he's also like a a gourmet he (laughs) had a radio show where he talked about (laughs) what food oh yeah like he would go like a fine dining there's a picture
1: here of him holding a glass of wine to the out to the camera
0: yeah I mean he could be like this is I mean that's Jack Warden kind of He's like Jack Warden and Warren Beatty combined.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes, because he's like an old, probably weird conservative guy. No, he's like liberal. Fuck, he, hate, he, he hates Trump. Oh, okay, okay, but he he has lots of dirty sex.
0: Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, and he has a great radio voice, but um,
1: that's him coming.
0: So, yeah, I'd say the moral of the story, the meaning of the story is like, you can be like a cool, handsome, successful, creatively successful guy in LA, like Warren Beatty, but then like some dopey, you know, businessman guy, tycoon type will just take your lady. And that's the cruelty of Hollywood. Warren Beatty said the day Richard Nixon got elected was like a devastating day for him. And like, it was the day America kind of realized what it really was. And he chose to like metaphorically tell that story about a guy who gets dumped, who could just have sex with another woman in like two hours. At the end of the movie, Warren Beatty is dumped and he could just, he probably had sex with three other women that day.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would have been cool no- if there was like a post-credit scene of him just like having sex with some lady that night.
0: Oh yeah, a couple of twins. Like twins are hitting on him. Like there's so many other women on the peripheral that like he could be banging. He could yeah, just bang he's having Car- sex with twins. Carrie Fisher. You just That's call the her up scene. again.
1: Yeah, it's pretty. Uh, pretty. Lolita-ish.
0: He can go to like pr- that night. He could have gone to the high school prom with her, and then like one of the and then like the teachers, like right. one of the kids' moms, will be like, George, what are you doing here? Oh, yeah, I love and it all you. starts
1: all over again. Another like hilarious comedy of you know romantic entanglements, like we've just seen. It's a series you could just keep repeating it.
0: Well, yeah, speaking of series, this was the inspiration for um, Three's Company. Oh, interesting. Because at one point, George has to pretend to be gay.
1: to oh, trick
0: Jack, To trick Jack Warden into thinking oh, yes, he's yes. gay, therefore he's talking about Three's Company? And that ended up becoming the premise for Three's Company, even though I read that, but I also know Three's Company is based on a British TV show, so.
1: Um... You know, oh, dude, get your story straight. What is Maybe it? both. Um, maybe it's a you know, like a melting pot of ideas and you know, kind of uh, yeah, I liked uh, this movie a lot. Not quite, I don't know if I like it quite as much as the sequel though. This is one of those movies that I feel like where the sequel is better than the original.
0: Are you talking about conditioner?
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very good, very good. You You solved a riddle. (laughs) Um, I think they
0: should make a sequel now.
1: Call and call a conditioner.
0: Yeah, like they're that'd be cool. They're like in their
1: eighties, but they gotta call a conditioner, right? It's too good. Of course, shampoo too. Sham, sham too.
0: Head and shoulders. Shampoo 2. Now yeah, it's dandruff
1: shampoo. It's called Dandruff Shampoo. And it's about a guy <laughs> exactly the same. Got really bad dandruff. But he fucks a lot. It doesn't, it doesn't hold him back. No I, I think uh,
0: shampoo two should be about Warren Beatty's character getting murdered by Charles Mance.
1: Uh oh yeah, that would be cool.
0: Do a little deep fake, a little de-aging.
1: I bet, I bet people who have dandruff. Kind of do like, I was thinking, like, what if everybody in the movie had dandruff and was just fucking each other? And I think it kind of, I feel like they must kind of gravitate towards each other in life more and like as part sexual partners and everything, or like,
0: well, like you and your wife. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, you both have terrible dandruff.
1: I woke my cat up. That I don't have dandruff. If I'm you talking have terrible
0: dandruff. Well, that's what you're talking about. This is your confession.
1: No, no, it's not my confession. I, I, that's not true. Don't believe him.
0: You two have a lot in common. B.O., <laughs>
1: we both have dandruff,
0: bad breath,
1: <laughs> bad posture. We're soulmates. She's my soulmate. What can I say? <laughs> bad feet. Only I have those things. Fact, I don't have bad breath. Huh? I have g- amazing breath.
0: So, out of Julie Christie, Goldie Hawn, Lee Grant, what's your fuck Mary kill?
1: Which one was Lee Grant?
0: Jack Warden's wife. She's won the okay. Academy Award for Best Supporting okay,
1: right. okay, from this right.
0: movie. Out of everyone in this movie, wow. she, she won. She won. She came home with a pretty
1: small it. role. Oscar Gold Um, I would kill her Uh, yeah I would marry Julie Christie (laughs) fuck okay wow you
0: guys heard it here first
1: (laughs) I would marry all of them you're not, you're not a fan of the older woman, are you? Well, she seems like the le- the least cool, also.
0: She's really desperate. There's a scene where she has sex with him in her bedroom and she's like, after she walks in on Gary Fisher and him yeah. cleaning up and like Warren yeah. B's dirty dick is like being like zipped <laughs> up in his pants. And <laughs> she's like immediately grabs him and has sex with him in yeah, her bedroom. Yeah.
1: Damn! So that's just like what Warren Beatty's life was like.
0: Yeah, and Easy Riders, Raging Bulls, there's a part where they say he couldn't turn any woman down, and I've heard that. Yeah, even like an overweight woman, he would just bang well into his huh. well into his prime, and that's I, I admire that.
1: That's yeah, that's for, cool. Good for him. You know, he's living life to its fullest.
0: You know. Breaking a woman's heart is one thing, but you know I mean? breaking a woman's heart who's fat—that's a whole other sweet pleasure.
1: <laughs> I missed the first part of what you were saying, but uh, yeah, breaking Sounds a like woman's s- heart to agree with
0: is one thing, but breaking a woman's heart who's fat is a Uh-oh. whole other.
1: <laughs>
0: <My> warm <laughs> baby you, you understands devil. that. Yes. Well, you know, he loves them. Yeah.
1: It does make it seem like it's, you know, not, not some picnic. <laughs> Johnny Knoxville
0: apparently he would um, he would like schedule women like every few hours and have sex with them. Like, you come to his hotel room, you yeah, have sex with them, I, them and then I like an watched, hour, and then you have
1: to leave. I just watched Steve O's stand-up special, and he was talking about how he like became like a sex addict like immediately, basically when he. <sighs> got famous oh yeah got no when it started um because it's like becomes incredible. it's like that easy well i feel like i've been hearing all these like celebrities admit to just being like just constantly fucking
0: yeah i mean that's what that's what their life is like you know it's
1: yeah i guess i guess so
0: it's tough you have it's hard to eat sometimes you're
1: just Dating, that, that's what Tom's, Tom Tom life is like.
0: <laughs> yeah, I remember, like one time, I like I had like I went on like four dates in a week with four yeah. different girl, like four different girls, and it just like wasn't Women. eating dinner. I wasn't eating dinner. Yeah. Oh, and just drink, and just drinking after work. Yeah. And like and then like getting tired. At like one in the morning, yeah, and just going to bed and like doing it again the next night. It's hard, it's hard to live, it's hard to live in like that. And these girls, I mean, amen, brother. You know, you got to put them in the fucking (laughs) baby seat in the car, and
1: it's just, it's really, Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: And driving them around to the McDonald's and drive through drunk, it's not easy,
1: yeah, totally.
0: Um, you relate well
1: it's just been a lot of fun
0: what's your rating bro <laughs> trying to end the show Uh, I actually have to yeah but, give me the ra- what's your rating uh oh wrap it up Adam's wife is so amused she thinks it's like a really cool thing that he's doing this she's pissed <laughs>
1: Um, 4.5 wow that's very high it's really good i saw you gave it a five um
0: yeah this is like one of my favorite 70s movies (laughs) this is one of my favorite 70s movies and um the key element to this movie that makes it all work is jack warden i mean he's the He's the funniest part of the movie. He's
1: hilarious. He's the da- dad from Dirty Work. Pops from Dirty Work. He crushes it. He crushes it in Dirty Work too, honestly. Legend.
0: Dude, Problem Child, he's the dad.
1: Oh, yeah. I forgot about the. He's the dad in Problem Child? Well,
0: he's John Ritter's
1: dad. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so the grandfather of Problem Child? I thought everything... It would be related to problem child you know he's the child the family
0: i forget you know john ritter's
1: also the dad lots of people are somebody's dads but we're talking about the problem child here
0: problem child's very good
1: i haven't seen it since i was a problem child myself honestly
0: cool thing about problem child is that um so john ritter married I was a
1: solution child I wasn't a problem child. You know what I mean?
0: Was the Thanks, problem? Folks. <laughs> Thanks what? Just... Is that your ending? <laughs>
1: Tell your story. Sorry.
0: That's almost as good as conditioner. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at least I didn't predict solution child.
1: Yes, yes. Well, you know, sometimes it's like just needs to be there for the record. You know, conditioner had to be said by one of us. Mm-hmm
0: solution child would be pretty good yeah you know bruce willis doing the voice <laughs> wait but it's kind of like,
1: it like talk like a child Isn't like it like a 10 year old? <laughs>
0: okay <laughs> he's like grown up
1: oh i see dude yeah it should be played by the original problem child i'd be fucking i wonder where he is now
0: well yeah i mean i know <laughs> where he's like he ended up becoming like a, a movie crew member, like a production guy. Oh wow. Same with old
1: Pete, big Pete from Pete and Pete. They're um, crew guys. That, that's cool, I guess. They're into it. It's good that's money. It's gonna be a lot of work. Yeah. Um, I gotta get, go on. Right, Anything so... else you want to say? Let's see. Oh, I also wrote down uh this is it's like being a guy who's always wearing Axe body spray. That's what this movie is like.
0: It's like in the commercial, the guy is yeah, worn.
1: Yeah. It's a yeah. tragedy. Yeah, it's a, it's a tragedy. Very axe sexy bodies, tragedy.
0: Well, that might be a good sequel, like shampoo and then Axe body spray.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. The movie. Yeah imagine just imagine what that would would be like wouldn't it be nice and let's no no no, let's not describe it let's let's just
0: wouldn't it be nice Nice. adam
1: yeah so it would be it would be very very nice oh are you trying to set up a music yeah (laughs)
0: wouldn't that be nice just to wake up one day (laughs) you know what the song wouldn't it be nice is about
1: Why what
0: (laughs) It's about being a teenager and having sex with your girlfriend, but you have to do it in like a car, like on the floor. Of
1: the oh, I see. And it's on the like, Beach boys. It's,
0: it's all about wouldn't it be nice to actually we'll spend the ups. night with your girlfriend in a bed? Oh,
1: that sounds nice, yeah. Wouldn't it be nice? Gandhi you did that. Remember? He would make like 14 year old girls sleep naked next to him to like test his Bonner. test his like Boner, yeah. <laughs> the strength of <was> Boner. <laughs> it was Bruce really Bruce Willis would a really play strong a strong boner. Okay,
0: imagine Bruce Willis and Brownface playing Gandhi. <laughs> now that's a best he act. You could
1: go a little something like this.